0: Have you ever heard of Rick Bryan? What about a guy named Eddie Murphy? If you've heard of either of these two, you've probably laughed your ass off once or twice. If not, allow me to introduce you to two of the funniest people on earth. Welcome to the 8th episode of Uniquity Over Ubiquity, the show that gets deep down to the heart of what it takes to be a unique artist in today's world. I am the host and creator of your show, Kyle Parker. I've got a little bit of a new kind of episode for y'all today. Uh, I know we've normally been focusing on things that relate to music, dance, lighting design... Actual musicians, you know, mostly centered around music because that's what I'm involved in the most right now. I go to a lot of music festivals. I like to dance. I like to go out and see people at concerts. I like to hang out with people at concerts. So, naturally, that's what I was drawn to and what I had the most access to. However, my real love has always been comedy. As much as I was loving music when I was younger, there is nothing that makes me feel better than making a group of people laugh. So I have been working at the Improv Comedy Club as a server. I met a local comedian named Rick Bryan and he is super awesome, really cool guy. We even rang in the new year together. Really fun to be around and he wanted to talk about Eddie Murphy. And this is just an awesome episode because Eddie Murphy is classic. Eddie Murphy's been around for a long time and he's just now resurfacing and making a comeback. And it's not even really a comeback because he's just fucking famous for life. This is really awesome because it actually spans a few decades and really gets into something that I love, which is comedy. Um, I've been a Saturday Night Live fan since I was very little, Robin Williams fan, Chris Farley fan... Adam Sandler, uh, you name it. I've been into some form of comedy all my life, even to this day with people like John Mulaney and Fortune Feemster. And it's just such an amazing and necessary art form. And I feel like we owe it to ourselves to be able to sit down and laugh about all this crazy shit that's happening in the world, especially as the headlines get crazier and crazier. And that's why I took this opportunity to start this year with something different. Just to let you guys know that we're not refined to only music. If you like comedy, if you like painting, if you like things like that, like we will be getting into all of this stuff as the show progresses. And I can guarantee you that it's always going to be informative and it's always going to touch down to the same basic principle, which is if you put your soul into your art craft, people will relate to it because we all are human beings and we all feel on a similar spectrum and that's just human nature so go ahead sit back listen to me and rick bryan talk about eddie murphy what's up everybody my name is kyle parker and i'm here with local denver comedian rick bryan what's happening uh he just recently toured i think it was the east coast right I drove all around this country. Yeah, you did. You Did Did you go past Colorado to the west also? No, I didn't go.
1: uh, Well, yeah, after the last stop we made was in Utah. Oh, cool. So we drove out down to New Orleans, Florida, Georgia, New York, Chicago, Kansas City, stopped at home for one night, and then went to Utah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I was watching in Jealousy as you were doing that. That's really awesome that you got to do that. So congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it was tight. Lighting my blood right now.
1: Yeah, Don't be passing me your herpes infested blunt, neither. But all right, is that a blunt? What is that? I look like a crooked dick. What's going on, bro? I modeled it after yours. <laughs> I modeled oh. it after yours, actually. It'd be a lot smaller than that. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs>
0: that should be a joint, right? Yeah, <laughs> I asked you, I told you that the premise of the show is I talk to artists about the artists that inspired them. And I kind of asked comparative questions, and you told me that you wanted to fuck with Eddie Murphy. Definitely you, you inspired men- me. Yeah, you mentioned him as an inspiration, and I think that's great because there's literally so much content. I actually decided to go on Google, and when I searched for articles about him, I limited the search to only between 1980 and 2000.
1: But dude, how can you not? Be? I mean, look at Bro, what he like, did. 1980s. Yeah, and then he just did it at 60 something. Dude, years that's old. what I'm saying. Like, oh,
0: like. And that's one of the questions that I ask in here, too, is like him being able to just call somebody and be like, I'm back. And everyone's just like tight.
1: And to do a character that he made up as a child. Right. He was like 17 to 19 when he came up Gumby in Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. And then to do it at an old man and nothing flawless. Yeah, hell yeah, he was an inspiration. Have from to when I was little,
0: and he still is to this day, and that's a lot of things. You you get inspirations and shit, but how long do they last? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because like some of these people, you know, flash in the pan. We liked it because it was the '90s and it was that style of humor or something. But this dude actually, he like, I'm sorry up. if you if you turn on something like Coming to America right now. After never seeing Eddie Murphy in your life, it's fucking hilarious. That's hilarious. It's fucking oh, hilarious. Yes. That dynamic, the idea that, you know, he's trying to assimilate to that kind of lifestyle, it's just so funny. And so, um I yeah, can't I wait I think for part two. Yeah, me neither. And uh yeah, I, I just think he's a great person to do this about, and I'm really glad that you mentioned him. So I'm just gonna go ahead and get right into it, and I'm gonna start by asking you what makes him stand out to you as an artist? Well, he was young when I first him, dude i was a kid
1: you know what is it like 1984 or whatever i'm a baby like i'm like five years old remembering watching things just because my parents did you have one television
0: so if your parents watch saturday night live you're watching saturday night live what was your experience like hearing or seeing him for the first time when i was a kid so I, I he was an adult to me because i was
1: so little Right. He was only like 19, 18 on the damn show. Like he was young still. That's insane to be but that young on Saturday night. to me I was a little little kid. So I was seeing what I thought were adults. So to watch him and like Dana Carvey and those guys going
0: retarded as adults, I'm like, "What? What I can play?" Yeah, like forever. Wait, like you mean to tell me this doesn't have to stop? Right. That's that, how that's I how felt I feel about as it a too. child. Yeah.
1: But it got sucked away when I started becoming an adolescent, started getting locked up, mm-hmm. and then I was told what to do, when mm-hmm. to do, and I seen how mean the world could actually be. And I lost focus. But when I was a kid, I wanted to be in theater. I wanted to be on stage, but nobody would let me play. Right. They wanted me to do They're like, shit. shut up and do what you're told. Yeah, you I'm like, you gotta do your work, man. Get the fuck why through Everybody's it? laughing. Yeah. You know? I didn't think I was a comedian by any means. Right. I never thought of a comedian.
0: You just thought you enjoyed comedy. I,
1: I didn't you know. No, I didn't know comedy really. I didn't realize what comedy was. Well, I knew comedy movies, but when I watched *Saturday Night Live* and stuff, I didn't. I mean, I didn't stand up. No, I didn't know really about stand up when I was little. Little, my mom protected the shit out. Dude, I couldn't watch *The Simpsons* growing up.
0: I was not allowed to watch the Simpsons at one point because Bart was so disrespectful. Yeah, to his my parents. mom
1: said this is not how America is. This is
0: bad. And I'm like, "Shit, this is how my house is." Yeah. <laughs> what are you yeah. You? There were the things that I wasn't allowed to watch. It's really funny because of how I talk now, they didn't avoid anything. oh no no you don't if not all you do is make us awkward because we don't know what everybody else is talking about yeah now we're just like (laughs) right you're like well yeah no i know about that part yeah Yeah, don't have cow man you're like i don't know and then we still end up talking like the shit that's on tv anyway because i think it attracted us more yeah for sure they shouldn't have closed well you don't
1: tell a person no
0: all right look at america right now
1: everybody has tattoos yeah Everybody, yeah. if you don't, you are weird. And if yeah. you're listening right now, you're a weird motherfucker. You know. <laughs> get no, one. Need, why do we all have tattoos? Because we were all told we cannot have Definitely. tattoos. It's we bad will, to you have will them. not be never able get, get a, get a job. job. That's it. You'll you never get a job. You not be respected in society. Now look, these fuckers look like the desks that we drawled on back seen in the those day. Their that faces wear, like, are tattoos,
0: and then they take them off, and they're fucking. Tatted the fuck up all the way up My and homies. down. I got homies. And they go to work every day as like a lawyer Looking and professional as like, shit. And then as soon as you come I'm off, boom. You know. yep. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they and look it's... like a graffitied wall. Yeah, for sure, I'm dude. A... And it's cool. I mean, but I'm th- with it, it. Why
1: is it? Because, because we, we weren't allowed. Were told no, it's. it's... Why do I talk like this? Freedom. I was told yeah. no. Freedom. Don't fucking because tell we want me our no. Own freedom. They're building the wall to tell Mexicans stay out. They're not gonna want to do anything else but come in. there yeah, Like don't it. tell like, them dude, no. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. If you would just leave it alone. If you be like, yeah, come on in. They'll be like, well, yeah. fuck them. They want us there if for if some I reason. I
0: really discovered all the things that I wanted to. I probably wouldn't have been so crazy about them. But if the I, more if shit because you I push on told, me, don't have sex. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't fucking go outside. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't go out. Don't go out at night because only the bad. Things happen. I'm like, ooh, what bad things? Nothing good. Happens what kind tonight. of bad things? All the so, good things. Yeah, happen bitch. At are you talking t- billiards? Fucking women. Fucking people were like, drinking all like... week
1: long to play at night on the weekends. Definitely. Tell dude. me shit ain't going good. Definitely. At night. It's yeah, gonna get know. lit. That's, That's why like Saturday night live. Yeah. Every Saturday night, these motherfuckers are going live while the world is out there clubbing and stuff. These guys. These are, are like playing people
0: are performing their fucking asses off. And see,
1: I didn't get that. I didn't see, when I was young watching Eddie Murphy. I didn't see a guy who put a set together right. i didn't see a performer i saw a grown man having the time of his life and the world accepting yep. him for it. Yep. he was gumby no one even asked I'm a question gumby, yeah it.
0: yeah no one i knew
1: gumby i was watching gumby i was like yes this is gumby wait he's a black man what is happening right now this is craziness so i didn't get the jokes i did not understand what was happening but i loved every moment of it and that's when something sparked but i had no idea that something that sparked
0: I think that's probably very similar to the feeling I had when I saw people like Robin Williams or Chris Farley or things like that. That was well, he that, came later.
1: Dude, that that's that, that, that's what was happening me, to me. For me Robin though. didn't stand out back yeah, then. That's
0: what was happening to well. me. When was Mork and Mindy actually? No, I'm a liar. Oh, that, oh, yeah, because that was like the 70s, right? I'm a liar. 80s? No, I grew up with Mork and Mindy.
1: Yeah. So, see, no, you, you know what? Eddie Murphy stood out. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Stood Carvey out is to crazy. me. Crazy. Uh, Carol Burnett. Yes. Also. That got me through prison. Damn, really? I would wake up. I don't wake up in the mornings early, but I was up before breakfast, which is like 5.36 in the morning. So I was up like 4.35 in the morning to watch the Carol Burnett show. Oh, damn. But I had my cellmate. So I had to be real quiet mm-hmm. and watching it, and I'm laughing, but just without making noise. Yeah. So like, ah, it's <laughs> five in the morning. Yeah, but that's how I start my day. That's cool. But Carol Burnett was a big inspiration, because those were old people. Like Eddie was old to me because right. when I was young, but, but now she's I'm like they, she's old. like a past adult. Yeah, she yeah. was like, "Oh, you can always do this. Like yeah. forever, yeah. we can do this." Just watching the interaction between those. Yeah, and again, when I first
0: started watching that, I didn't get those jokes. Well, that's funny too because like I was growing up with stuff like TV Land, also, and like uh, I was watching some of my parents' shit, like even someone like Zsa Zsa Gabor from, like, Green Acres. Did you ever watch this? you remember that shit? Yeah. Like, that I'm old. That's funny. (laughs) That's actually still funny, too. That's that slapstick Seeing Yeah, seeing adults, though, just get together. Like, thinking about all the fact. Yeah, Lucy. My mom... Who did it? My mom loved Lucy. Oh, of course. He hasn't really done stand-up since he was 27... What do you feel like would need to be going on in your career to make you stop doing stand-up, or will you always do stand-up? He's rich, bitch! What yeah. do you mean? What made him stop doing stand-up? <laughs> well, Beverly Hills
1: Cop, one, yeah, two, for sure. three professors, one, two, meet the clumps, meet the Shrek. Oh, right. Shit, what did he stop for? He didn't Damn. stop, he just kept elevating till yeah, to the top. Yeah. Do you hear why he's coming back? Why? Because of his brother. Oh really? Away and shit. Yeah,
0: I did not hear that.
1: Yeah, I so I read an interview about him. Uh, I love his brother. What was so it, much? talking about how Charlie sort of put everything to the side to be security and everything for Eddie. So Charlie put his uh, career on hold for a minute to let his little brother. You know, shine. Yeah, and then that's when Charlie started doing his own thing, started shining with uh, Dave Chappelle. Right, and we all know from there. And then he started doing. I seen him at the Comedy Works, man. And
0: you, you got know, to see Charlie Murphy, dude. He's the prison oh, version of Eddie Murphy. He's so funny, God, dog. He's dude. the prison
1: version of that Eddie. That makes dog. perfect
0: sense. I love Charlie Murphy so much. He's see, Eddie's one childish. of the funniest people ever. Charlie, Charlie was River's the like, grown up yeah. version Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the man like, And I'm a fucking kill you son saying. We <laughs> grind around here You know what I mean Yeah I went to prison <laughs> <You> motherfuckers, <laughs> motherfuckers, yeah. Dude every single scene that he was in Was hilarious dog. Every hilarious. single one And like it's ridiculous that he's gone so early Because oh, he's know. so fucking I think cool. it was just like a sickness
1: So Eddie he didn't quit He evolved Yeah but he evolved into a superstar. I mean, I guess, I don't know. Personally, I would love to know what it feels like to be that. But Right. I mean, how do you just go do a set? You know, if anybody hears you're going to be it's packed to the I gills. Feel like my- They're coming for the show of their life, and you're just trying to fucking do a little bit of comedy. I don't know. I don't think he's put his creativity to the side. It's just advanced. It's evolved. Interesting.
0: I've always seen it as, like, a thing that you have to exercise.
1: I mean, how much further can he go on stand-up comedy? True. He, he was a child selling out the goddamn theaters. We, he ate a movie. It was in the in the theaters that you could go see Raw
0: and Delirious back the I couldn't imagine day. going through that after just turning 18.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, you, you've you already... You're, you're at the very top of your game. I mean, the one show that's televised around the country, Saturday Night Live, you're on it. You're doing it. He's killing everything he touches, what else are you supposed to do with stand-up? Right. I mean, he was in the movie theaters from being in a theater. Right. Well, you don't just go down to the comedy works after that. You don't right. go yeah, to the no. improv. Yeah, that's true. And say, here I am. You just don't, because you've now... I mean, hell no. That's taking us... But spell does.
0: Chappelle will just fucking drop that shit. Like he Chappelle just ra- was he just it? randomly showed up at Comedy Works the other day. He always does. It's crazy. I've
1: seen him over there so many times. He it's, told me I was funny in the green room nice. over there,
0: dog. That shit was tight. That's an honor.
1: There was like fifteen of us in the green room. It doesn't <laughs> people fit, saw it. It doesn't <laughs> fit fifteen people. People were trying to get in there, and we were all smoking weed. And somebody said something, I don't know what they said, but I just chimed in, just you know, talking shit. And he stops, he turns around and he goes, You're fucking funny. I was like, Oh, yes, it, yeah, that's Chappelle, best, baby! Yeah. that's awesome. That's dude, awesome. it was great. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, I but Chappelle's worked for it more. And I think like, he cares he more was stand too. But he was older when he got the Chappelle show. He didn't he was doing stand up for a long time. Right. Before he made it on Comedy Central and shit. Eddie was 19 in the movie theaters, packing out a theater for everybody in the world to watch. He he had Beverly Hills Cop at 20 years old. It was like the number one movie, and he was the leading star. Dave Chappelle's never been a lead in any movie. That's true. I mean, it's there's a difference. Dave Chappelle's awesome. Fucking no, he is amazing. Great. He's amazing, Dude, but I, that's the thing. I think it's just different shit. directions of career. But and I that's think probably why Eddie Chappelle still
0: does it. Eddie because, peaked. Yeah, even
1: Ch- Chappelle would have loved to have been on Saturday Night Live. Definitely, he just hosted it one time. Right, but that was just recently, and he's already in his mid 40s or whatever. Yeah, or almost 50, I guess. But Chappelle, or, Man, uh, Eddie, Eddie was doing it as a kid. He was a young guy, and the world was listening. That meant something to me when me and my homies get together we are rude when me and you are talking we are rude and watching eddie murphy say whatever the fuck he wanted and then go on tv and say uh bill cosby told him you can't say that and he goes on does it tell anyway. us this is what he told me like oh shit you told the fuck off and he's like yeah I told the fuck off and i'm letting you know that I told him to fuck am like this, well, dude. Is we awesome. all saw
0: how that ended up for Bill Cosby too. You by saw the that? Way. You saw the Eddie Murphy Saturday Night? Uh-uh, not yet. I haven't. I, I need to watch. I wanted to watch it, dude. like. He can. I'm actually going to watch it after this because uh, I, wanna, okay, I wanted to build he up to did, it. Yeah, dude, you have to watch. I do want to watch it. I just wanted to find the right time, but after this episode gets released, it's going to be the perfect time.
1: Dude, I'm telling I'll you be right now, it that day. what he says about Bill Cosby, I was laughing, crying.
0: Really? He said at one point, you can only be born once in this business, but you can die again and again. How do you deal with any lulls and falls you might experience without giving up? Oh,
1: it's just wanting it.
0: Every time. Just continuing to want it as much as you can.
1: Well, I don't know about for him, man, but laughter is the world. Like, the money would be great to have just so I can support myself and not have to do labor work or something. Yeah. But money's not why I do comedy. I mean, I started this when I had cancer. You know, I didn't start comedy at 19. Like I said, I got lost in the, the justice system. Right. I became mean. You know, I, I went through juvenile hall, and then I went through jail, then I fucked up and got a high-speed chase and went to prison, and that's when I got my shit together. But to be treated that way changed me. I never thought about comedy. I, life was not funny. I was pissed. It was <laughs> nice when I watched a funny movie.
0: I loved watching comedy. Everything feels a little yeah. better when you're watching comedy. Like, all the world doesn't seem that bad.
1: Exactly. It's, you, it's an escape. It's a drug. Magic happens. I'm not telling jokes up there, bro. You've seen me. I don't go knock knock who's there. Fuck though. I don't tell jokes. I talk shit, dog. Uh, yeah I get up there. And, so that's what I love. Yeah. I have now taken what me and you, and what me and the homies do, to the world. Yep. And I stand in front of old people. The, the microphone changes it. it makes it okay, because I'm a stand The comedian. mic changes it. Oh, Hello. He's a comedian. Ladies and gentlemen, give he's it up joking. for He's joking. You know what I mean? He's yeah. joking. Yep. Fuck you. I ain't got no jokes, man. Dude. But people leave laughing. To make, For me to say something, my brain to come up with something, my mouth to project it and sound a certain way for it to hit your ears. And make you that laugh immediately. Hit spot in your brain. Yeah. That triggers that, oh, shit, and then also of that weird fucking sound that you make, which we call laughter, everybody right. sounds weird as shit, too. Right. If you're embarrassed about your laugh, so is everybody else. To make that happen is gold, man. That's magic. When somebody comes up to me like, you made me pee, I'm
0: like, yeah. I think it throws the pee- ego out the window. Everyone yeah. just gets to look ridiculous and okay. be ridiculous. We're being ridiculous yep.
1: together. Just like I watched them do when I was a child on television, these grown people are playing.
0: You know what? It's very interesting that you're presenting it this way because recently, me and my girlfriend work at the improv. Obviously, that's how you and I met. And yeah, yeah. Um, somebody told one of us—I don't remember how this was brought up—but somebody said that a lot of these people come to comedy because shit's not so great. Hell in their yeah, life man. Right they now. need a release, and they just need somewhere to go to just like it's okay. Forget, like, the room's dark, there's nothing happening within eight inches around you, someone's bringing you food, someone's bringing you drinks, and you're laughing at some guy making jokes, and, like, that's just easy. It's awesome. You get what I'm saying? You just sit there. Yeah. Definitely worth more than, you know, 30 to 40 bucks sometimes if you really need it that bad, you know? Oh, dude, it's awesome. It's therapy. You don't get therapy for fucking 20 bucks. It's impactful to be able to do that. There's a... There's a poem that I reference in this every single time. I I feel like I have to do it again. This is something that Chris Farley carried around in his pocket at all times. Like, you could find this in his wallet. As I stumble through this life, help me to create more laughter than tears, dispense more happiness than gloom, and spread more cheer than despair. Never let me become so indifferent that I will fail to see the wonders in the eyes of a child or the twinkle in the eyes of the aged. Never let me forget that my total effort is to cheer people, make them happy, and forget momentarily all the unpleasantness in their lives. And in my final moment, may I hear you whisper, when you made my people smile, you made me smile. Man, I can't believe I've never heard that. That is exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Like That is exactly what all of this ever is about is... People just need to fucking forget for a second. I've never heard that before. That was good. I like that. Is that not the best, like, one of the best poems ever? Somehow the conversation always leads right to this. Did anybody tell you not true? (laughs) Uh, None of them so far. And don't worry, that is getting edited out. I'm going to bring it up, like,
1: ten times throughout the rest of this podcast so you can't edit (laughs) it.
0: You're going to, like, fucking, like, just, like, splice it in. He fucked up the prayer. You'll be like, yeah, well, I think, Eddie Murphy, I fucked up the prayer.
1: (laughs) One of my favorites i all tell you fucked up the prayer. You know, I grew up watching.
0: Just... <laughs>
1: Damn it, dude. You're such an asshole. Hey, if you're we used to working with musicians, yeah. fucker. Welcome to comedy, Hardy, no. motherfucker. I know exactly how this is gonna go.
0: Comedy coming at you. I know what I was getting myself into. I made this room so that we'd be as far away as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't punch He didn't your want his lady mouth. to kick me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we can do video if you want. Let's have fun, baby. (laughs) No, that is cool, man. Yes, that's fucking touching. Honestly, it it is where I'm coming from. Like I told you, I had cancer. Like it wasn't, hey, man, you're funny. This and that. I had fucking cancer, and I'm like, this is it. I'm gonna be a comedian. All right. The one time I thought about doing comedy before the cancer happened, me and my lady were at the comedy works with my aunt and a couple of people. Waiting to go downstairs. So we're having drinks, but everybody's in line, you know, waiting to go downstairs. But you're getting drinks from the bar that's up there. So everybody's in line, standing there having drinks. I can't remember what I'm saying. All I know is I have pretty much everybody around me laughing at what the hell I'm saying to my aunt. And I'm just making fun of shit. And this guy, about three couples back... He goes, hey, man, what are you drinking? I was like, Budweiser, what are you drinking? He's like, shit, fucking McAlob, cheers. I was like, right on, cheers. He goes, everybody else, what are y'all drinking? About everybody I was with around. And he goes, I I hope that comedian there is half as fucking funny as you are, man. I was like, right on, dog. Yeah, yeah, let's have some fun. And my lady goes, you are a comedian. And I was like, I'm not a fucking comedian. I never thought about doing comedy. But that moment sparked something else. But as an adult... Now, after all the system and everything, now I'm an adult. i got kids and everything. And I was like, well, shit. That would be cool. You right. Know? But then they disappeared. I go back to work. I'm doing my thing. And then a few years later, I get the cancer. And I'm like, "Nah, I'm I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. And I went through chemotherapy. I got real sick. Uh, that same year, my dad died. Damn. Sorry uh, to hear that. The first joke book I have my dad's eulogy is the first thing written in my first comedy book. Dang. So it's not comedy, and it's not meant for comedy. I just wrote down his eulogy and then said this, if I can say this in front of my entire family, I'll be able to do what I want to do. Yeah. But if I can't do this, I don't think I'll be able to do comedy. Yeah. And I did, and it was telling my family to fuck off, that they're very disrespectful people. Right. My dad... They had no business treating him the way they're treating him just because he's dead and doesn't have a voice. And well, they hate me. My family has a hard time with Not all of them, but a lot of them have a hard time with me now. And I know they hate it because I'm making it. No, oh, I know they hate that shit, but it is what it is. I, stu- I stuck up for my dad. And that was the first thing I had written down. And then I started making cancer jokes, you know, just... Because that's what was going through my mind at the moment. Mm. dying still. Chemo's in me. I hope yeah. it's working. That's yeah. about it. My dad just died. So that was the other joke I wrote down. He died on Halloween. I guess he figured, fuck it. He's going to go out and the only day they let you come back in. Right. That's the first thing that's written as a joke joke after my dad died. And I wrote that probably maybe a month or two after he died. And then I started doing comedy 2009, February. I can't remember the day, but in February of two thousand nine, and I've been doing it ever since.
0: Damn,
1: that's uh, that's quite the motivation. So, like I said, money and fame and all that shit didn't not drive me into this. It's not driving the car now while I'm yeah. rolling in this shit. Yeah. I mean, I drove around the entire country, dog, for like a thousand bucks. You know right. what I'm saying? Fuck that. I mean, it's a thousand bucks, but <laughs> going around the country is a little bit more expensive. Than yeah, definitely. <laughs> But I did the country thing because I was going to fly straight to Florida. Because I headlined Snapper's Comedy Club in Palm Harbor, Florida, Mm -hmm. Halloween weekend. Last Mm -hmm. uh, Halloween. So I was going to fly me and my lady out. But for me to fly and for her to fly and for her to carry the bag. Nah, man. Give me my car keys. Let me take a day. Just to go ahead and cruise by myself in a car or with somebody else and shoot the shit and see this country. Dude, we drove around the entire country. I've seen bridges that I dreamt existed. Like children drew them. Like terrifying roller coaster cartoon bridges. And people are driving every day like normal and shit. I'm like, this is Terrifying! We're up in the skies, guy. I'm like, fuck! just Don't even have a ride this high. What the fuck are we at? Right? Now? We went underwater under tunnels. And sh- the way people travel now, because it's fast, man. Even in New York, get underground in a tube. Boom! Shoot you to somewhere else. Pop your head out like a mole. That's in planes. Get in this tube. Yeah. Shoom, now you pop where you're supposed to. You didn't see shit. I saw. This entire country around. I didn't see through the middle, but I saw all the way around. Drove from here to New Orleans to Florida, Nullis, Savannah,
0: New York, so Chicago, we we and. drove from Florida to Seattle one time. Oh shit! Yeah. So you like, drove through we, the center. Yeah, you, you know you've driven. Oh, it's oh yeah, but we, it's awesome. We, dude, isn't it's it? amazing. See, now if there, you drive, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I flew to any of that shit, I put. I would have a been stressed out and b had less money. You wouldn't have seen anything. I would never either. seen shit. anything. Some of his material is kind of dated and not really on par with what he believes now or even how he feels. How do you think you'll deal with a change in your opinion later, even though your earlier opinions were put on stage?
1: I don't know if I will, man. I'm my father's son, and my dad was a dick until the end. Like he, he was rude. He was. I'm the better version of my dad, so I don't know if I'll. I don't know if I'll have that feeling of regret or anything. I'll just be like, yeah, fuck it. It was what it is. You know, don't be dumb. I don't know. I can't. That's a future question. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't fucking regret saying some shit.
0: (laughs) You never know, motherfuckers. So, he seemed to be very capable of making fun of himself. Obviously, you consider that a pretty important part of comedy. Hell yes. How do you keep yourself okay when you're having a shit day, but you still have to be tough-skinned?
1: My grandma died, and I found out 10 minutes before I went on stage at the Comedy Works for their second a round of their New Faces competition. So it's a big competition throughout the whole year, and the best of the best of whatever gets up makes it. And I was in the second round of it, and 10 minutes before I went on stage, I was told that my grandma died. And I just had come up with a joke about my grandma uh, being in the kitchen, throwing lard into a big old vat. That's why my family's a fat and stuff. And I hadn't been saying that very much, and I was going to do it that night. And I just found out she died and I went up there and I did it. Nobody knew what was going on. <clears throat> and then when I got off stage immediately, as soon as I went through the curtains, I just started bawling. And everybody was like, Whoa man, no, that was a good set. What are you doing, man? It's all right. And I was like, Fuck that set, man. My grandma just died. They're like, What? And I was like, My grandma just died. Like, I just fucking found out before I went on stage. And people were like, Holy shit, man. How did wow, you were just talking about her I was like, I know. Yeah. So I don't know, man, when they say Rick Bryan and people start clapping, the world goes away. It's my time to shine. And if I fuck up that, I look stupid in front of everybody. You know, I don't want it. If they're going to laugh at me, it better because I want them to laugh at me. They're all going to laugh at you. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, that's what I was going to. I was saying back when I lost my train of thought. And it was about Eddie Murphy. Uh, his latest with Saturday Night Live. The night he did it, I was headlining. Okay, Remember I told you uh-huh. we were going to do the after hours party with me and the feature went upstairs to watch Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. I thought I missed it because we are at the show. Well, they repeated it back to back that night. So we get up there and they just started it again. I didn't know because it was past the monologue. So we sit down and it's Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, we're going to watch this segment real quick. And I started just watching Saturday Night Live. And my feature, Alex Ash, goes, dude. They're waiting for you downstairs. And I was like, what? And he goes, these people came to see you. You're Eddie Murphy to those people downstairs right now. We're in Cheyenne, Wyoming. So the I was the night, the, you know, the high life of the night. And I was like, no, nah, it ain't like that, dog. He goes, I think it is, man. Like, they really came over here to party with you. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go downstairs. So I watched like three segments of Saturday Night Live and we go downstairs. And I'm really thinking he's overdue. I'm like, they're not. Maybe a couple people came back to drink some beers at this bar. But nope. He was right, man. They were down there waiting. They thought I fucking bailed on them, that I wasn't coming down. And Damn. as soon as I hit the lobby, bam, the whole fucking place lit up. It went from just a bar-level noise to fucking a roar, like almost of applause. And it wasn't applause. It was them getting so lively because I just walked in. That was magic all over again. That's an awesome feeling. I just got a fucking text from one of the guys that I smoked a blunt with that night, and I'm going to drive back up there on Saturday to talk about scheduling another show. Somebody who was in the audience that night, now they want to book me. So that really... Like, just, I mean, that just fucking happened in December here. That really put comedy into perspective from 10 years ago when I started doing this. From the guy, I've been inspired from the beginning to the night where it's my night to shine. And I'm still fucking blown away by the same man who's been blowing my fucking mind since I was a kid. That's a fucking crazy, you know, I don't
0: know. Yeah, that's an interesting way to catch up. It's surreal, though, because now
1: I'm in his playground. Yeah. I'm a part of what he does.
0: And, I mean, obviously, if you're able to go to other places and people want to see you, then, you know, you're doing something right.
1: Dude, that's what going around the country, when you can take you and do you...
0: Put you in a box and hand it to people and
1: they're like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. Wherever you go, that's magic. Because I could walk around the whole country and be like, hi, I'm Rick. Hi, I'm Rick. Hi," Nobody gives a fuck. But as soon as I get off that stage, hey, man, what's up? Dude, I needed that.
0: Yeah. I needed that. I needed that. that. That's the craziest what thing. What do you mean?
1: What What did I do? I needed that. All I did was talk shit to you for an hour now. I needed that. Yep. Thank you, fuck though. Fuck yes. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Hell yes, thank you, man. They're thanking me, and I'm like, no, thank you. You know, you don't understand. I get to be me. You needed that? You needed a little bit I of me.
0: Yeah, I needed that. So. You needed me? Weird. That's fucking
1: cool. Weird. It's magic. Like I said, they pee themselves. If they fucking laugh to where they start snorting. That is so awesome. I've been at the Improv Man where there's like 300 people in that room.
0: And they get up start fucking hitting each other, running in circles. I'm like, what? This is the show for me now. If you think about it,
1: it's nerve-wracking.
0: He said he doesn't read reviews and he has a filter on what he lets in. How do you ignore haters but still give the people what they want all while staying true to yourself? The last part is just stay true to yourself. The, basically the same thing. Just... There's no way that that can go wrong as if you're true
1: to yourself. What What's there to apologize for? I'm tired yeah. of people. You you can't say you fucking... Cancel culture is bullshit. Wait, What are you talking about? You can't fucking say this to me. No, no, you can't talk to me like that. See how we are right now? We're at a standstill. You get the fuck away from me, I'll get the fuck away from you. You can't tell me what I can and cannot say. Right. The Lord made me just like he made you. I don't know how if you're spiritual or whatever or who gives a shit, but if that's where you're at, everybody was created equal. I'm equal as you. I'm just the other side. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) has got to be a yin and a yang. Well, if you're yinging it, bitch, I'm yanging it. See, that's what I like about comedy. I don't realize you're fucking 30 years old right i'm a decade older than your ass man like but it doesn't feel like that to me like and that's what i get in comedy these guys are like 15 younger years younger than me and they look like they're my age and like what the fuck's going on here i'm having fun still and i don't i, just, I don't know if there's a day go
0: by that i don't want that to, i don't know man like i said when i was dying
1: what are we doing
0: he said in regards to making a beverly hills cop for that if you have to force something you shouldn't be doing it do you agree with that sentiment
1: if you're forcing something, it's not going to work. It, it's not smooth. Yeah, if you're forcing it, I mean, when has everything gone smoothly that you forced? Yeah, understood. If it's not rolling, then don't think you should roll with it.
0: Yeah, I think Beverly Hills Cop 4 would have been a little bit ridiculous at I'm the time. I'm all down for it. I'm down for it now. I wouldn't have been down for it. You get what I'm saying? Like, he's already done it. And he, like, when I read a little bit more about what he said, there's, there's a little bit more to this quote, obviously, but like, he was pretty. He was like, how many times is Axel Foley going to randomly get himself into some problem? Like, how many more times Like, are they going to let I don't him know. Get it? not Police Academy did it like eight times. True. Yeah. He wrote his own dialogue in the 80s movies that he did. If you become a movie star, how do you envision keeping your own flavor added to it while still being malleable to directors and all that stuff? I've done movies and
1: stuff, little yeah. B-rated stuff, and I just take control like I do on the stage. Yeah. As soon as it's me, it's me. True. I mean, you're only supposed to... Deliver the concept of what they want. If you're reading that word for fucking word, you're not. It's not you, right? the The easiest way to act is to not act. Just be. You got to be. Be yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, no, and that's true because I uh, mean, if it's got a fucking accent, put an accent. Well, yeah, it. I, yeah. I mean, don't just show up. If to you got to change the hair guy, color of your hair, don't, don't just show the up. The Australian guy, guy and be like, hi, my name Hello. is Kyle. Uh, cool. Right. Just so you know, I'm day, from mate. Australia, matey. Right, you have to. I mean, there's, you have to
1: be comfortable. And if you're just straight yeah. reading, hi, I am Kyle. Today is a good day. no. Fuck that, man. Just like read over real quick and be like, what's up, I'm Kyle. Today's a good day. Like, there's that's Just make it you. Make it happen.
0: Yeah. He said the the hardest thing for comics nowadays is to find your fucking voice. How do you feel like you're developing your voice and standing out among the rest of the many comics coming out today?
1: I don't know about the rest of them, man. you gotta find your voice, and it took me probably about eight years, yeah, I thought I was doing me, but i
0: how many different voices do you feel like you've had on the way? like how many different dude I've just thought about that the yourself. other day really yeah, I'm wondering um, I tried like... to do a cholo character at one
1: time <laughs> i um are you still doing it right now bitch this is me <laughs> no this is where i end up coming out i'm half and half like as soon as i start talking about my grandparents and stuff the mexican voice comes out because when i would go to my grandparents house that's what you that's heard. how they were talking yeah that's what you hear. and i couldn't speak spanish but i would start you know fitting in with the accent a little bit and then i go back to my mom's house where it's all white different suburb neighborhoods everything and they're like you sound funny you look all dumb and then I'd start talking like them again, and then I'd go back over to my dad's, and I'd, I was in the middle. So when I started doing comedy, I was, you know, more just Rick Bryan. And then when I would do anything Mexican-related, it would start to go like this, and my voice would change into the Mexican part. And i don't be dumb, you know, what the right, fuck is right, going right. on? And then I started buttoning up my top button and letting the rest flow. I had a banana (laughs) Then I started dressing nice. You see, I got the nice hats and shit now. Now I dress nice and proper because I am in front of everybody. I'm in front of everybody. Yeah. I mean,
0: everybody, man. You
1: got to look good. I feel like I got to look
0: good. Yeah, you don't really want videos of you or pictures of you looking like a douche. A lot of these guys
1: look like they just rolled out of bed and came to the show. They look like they haven't showered
0: in a couple weeks. If you do theater to some extent, you know that presentation is very important for being you're goddamn on stage right, no? you're on stage people expect something nice they always will i go out there and i'll be like oh
1: look i dressed up for you fuckers hey i see some of you guys dressed up for me too yeah somebody said fuck it boom man everybody who looks nice is laughing their ass off right now because like yeah these people don't give a shit they just rolled out of bed and they came here to a theater to watch a live show like, no, you should give a shit, man. I don't understand. And I like looking good. There's you a spotlight
0: out. on you. All day. There is a spotlight. You if you've ever like... felt like somebody's, everybody's looking at you. When was the last time you ever wanted to see a piece of shit in the middle of a spotlight? No. Feel? Like, wow, that's a piece of shit? Caca, I don't want to watch Cucka. Why the fuck am I looking at right. a piece of shit? Right. <laughs> right.
1: You had to have a standard. And then, I mean, now you can. You can be a blob of shit on
0: the big <laughs> screen if
1: you want. But I prefer to look good, dog. Like. I like presentation is everything.
0: It really is, especially with food. Have you ever had a really nicely presented it's awesome. plate of food? Anything, no matter what. A room. It could be like three potato chips and some ketchup, and if they like drizzled it Present properly, I'd be like, shit. "Wow, yeah." It makes your
1: house nice. Yep. If you don't give a shit, people can tell. That's true.
0: He said, "If you've made enough of an impact as an artist, they dig through everything. They want to know everything. Every piece of paper you drew on. All this music is documented." Then I don't look like a weird actor-singer. Do you have any other talents? Because that was like about whenever he released his album. Do you have any other talents that fell to the wayside in order to make this happen? I'm a handyman,
1: and it's not fell to the wayside. My talents are all useful, utilized. I'm a handyman by day. I fix shit. I build houses and shit.
0: I love fixing stuff. I've like always, my favorite thing to do. I've always done it without realizing I really do it. I don't know how many people really know the feeling of, like, fixing something. Oh, it's great. It's and great. it just, like, works. Like, before it didn't work that well, and now Fixed. it works perfectly because you did something, and you're like... I did that. I did that shit. Yeah. And every time you use it, you're like, yeah, I fucking did that shit. <laughs> because of me. I know. My it's, cars. My cars work because of me, shit. Feels tight. Um, it is... Really nice to know how to control the items that you purchased. We all know about the success of his late brother, Charlie, as we were talking about. Following his success, do you have any family members or family kind of close friends that you would like to put on?
1: Oh, people that I've been doing comedy with. Not i mean i don't know any. Of my, i mean i've known these comedians for like 10 years
0: well that's yeah i these mean motherfuckers are Isn't it crazy to me how now. much time goes by hanging out with someone and then all of a sudden you realize that you've known somebody for like 10 years and you're like oh fuck i'm old we're like actually old ass
1: friends yep so i mean pretty much anybody that i started doing comedy with 10 years they're still fucking with me today i would love for all of us to come up just like adam sandler and his boys and shit you know yeah just like charlie murphy and the I don't want to be no motherfuckers bodyguard for somebody else like Charlie Murphy was for his brother. Right. But I don't have no cousins or
0: brothers or anything who are aspiring to do what I'm doing. True. Um, So I think I've got a couple more questions for you. And then uh, I think we can just get on our merry way. Do the hokey-pokey. Yeah, it's been a good discussion. I've really enjoyed where we've taken it. Um. Along with his fame, a lot of people demanded to hear his signature laugh or see him smile more. How would you deal with people repeatedly asking you to to do just one thing if that was the thing that made you famous? Fuck you. He's holding up two middle fingers at me, which is not an unfamiliar sight, by the way. I just tell him, fuck you. Don't be dumb. Don't... There you go What if that's the thing (laughs) I'm fine with doing
1: that I have no problems Telling people that shit Yeah Hey say don't be dumb Don't be
0: dumb Okay fuck you Don't don't be dumb dumb. Fuck you Is he mad or not (laughs) I don't know Don't be dumb Don't be dumb
1: I love it Don't be dumb It's comedy True Keep laughing Get it going Hell yeah (laughs) Check me out One more time Rick Brian Comedy Don't be dumb fuckers
0: Hell yeah dude Hell yeah Thank you so much Thanks for having me bud Yeah And there you have it. That is quite an introduction to comedy, quite an in-depth conversation. I didn't expect us to speak about the hardships. I didn't expect us to get so deep into what it felt like to grow up with this kind of stuff. But that's the thing that I love about this show is that even though I write these questions and I can kind of anticipate what the answer might be based around, I'm always blown away by one of the answers at least. And I just want to thank Rick for bearing his soul with us and showing us what he's facing and what he has faced in order to get to where he is today and continue to be inspired and continue to use that inspiration to further himself in life. It's just a wonderful gift to be able to make people laugh. It's a wonderful gift to be able to make people dance. It's a wonderful gift to be able to make people feel. And if any of you are chasing that dream, I just really hope deep down inside that you find the inspiration and the motivation and the self-realization to actually accomplish your dreams and to show everyone what you're made of and to show everyone what you are providing to this earth for relief because everybody's going through something hard on almost a daily basis. And this world is just not something that's meant to be endured without a little bit of color and life. I hope that through this show, You find the motivation and the reasoning and the soundness of mind to understand that this life is meant to be lived outward. And it's meant to be lived in a way that we try to make each other happy. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find this podcast where all podcasts are available. Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public... Spotify and Stitcher. We'd love to hear about the artists that would like to be on the show, as well as artists you think we should discuss. If you need to contact us, please feel free to hit us up on Facebook.com slash uniquity over ubiquity and on Instagram at uniquity over ubiquity. And be sure to look up Rick Bryan. You can find him anywhere by Googling Rick Bryan comedy. He's on iTunes, he's on YouTube, he just released a new album. He's a great guy and he's coming up really fast and uh, hopefully he'll be in your town sometime soon. Tune in for the next episode where we have Michael Menner talking about the Beastie Boys. Thank you so much and goodbye.